Hello and welcome to the Sounds from the Grave podcast. My name is Yusuf. And my name is Vanian. And people judge you here not for who you are, but who you hang out with. Yep, so if you guys have not noticed, uh, we are moving along with our IPs uh, for the movies of Halloween Horror Nights. So today is actually super exciting because we actually have a guest on the show today. Yes, we do indeed. Uh, he is a good friend of ours now, and uh, he is from the Trick or Treaters podcast. So please welcome to the show, Kyle. Hello, I appreciate you bringing me on. Oh no, it's it's we're very especially happy to have you here, especially since we're talking about a favorite of mine. Yeah, so this is um you know if you guys could hear from the quotes, we're going to be talking about a very special movie. Kyle, if you'd like to introduce what that movie is. Yes, it's a uh, 2019's The Shed. Oh my god. <laughs> Why? No. No. <laughs> did did I get the wrong schedule? Like I want a refund buy. I'm I'm leaving. Oh, no. Insert door exit. <laughs> oh fuck, we had to. Yeah. Like we we planned this out and we we're like okay we're not gonna do anything we're just gonna just start mentioning it. <laughs> we literally used a quote from the shed at that. <laughs> you didn't even know it. <laughs> nah, I'm too tired for that shit, guys. <laughs> too tired oh, for that oh shit. Oh god, that was, <laughs> that was great. Yeah. Wow, they were they were trying to prank me and the fact that I don't feel well. Like these guys are the most whatever. We're the ghost with the most? Ghost with the most? Oh! <laughs> That's the reason why I said it, because, oh my god. Why do I even, why do I even bother just leaving? You know, I bet this is real entertaining for most of you, so I bet, like, someone's gonna listen to this. I'm like, the fact that a lot of people know that I have this feud with Kyle about the stupid movie of The Shed. Like... Uh, anyway, uh, if we're not going to cover Beetlejuice, uh, hey, Yusef, you're going to take over. Uh, I'm leaving. Sounds from the grave. All right. Good night. Oh, wow. No, no, we were just joking. We are still going to be covering Beetlejuice today. We just thought it would be really funny to start off like that. I feel, wow, I love how you guys. Uh, we, we took the time to play We've had out. that plan for like two days now. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, I should have I should have stayed asleep. <laughs> I should have stayed asleep. Anyway, but from the quote, I felt like a complete dumbass uh because I was like, okay, maybe that's a quote that I didn't even know about, so whatever. And I only watched the shed like once. Not that I want to see a stupid garbage movie like that again, but I will watch it again, Kyle, to get on your podcast. Give you shit. Write a point by point blank of why that movie's awful. And uh, yeah, so oh, I'm gonna get God. on your podcast. So prepare for that shit. So okay. Anyway, okay. right. So anyway, Kyle is booted from the show. Uh, so oh, we no. are gonna be talking about uh, Beetlejuice. And uh, yeah, so let's get to it, shall we? Yes. <laughs> 
So this is no, now... ser- seriously the Beetlejuice is is a all time favorite of mine. <laughs> yeah, it's same. It, it is uh, my favorite Tim Burton movie. I I have to go with I have to go with Nightmare because kind of have a whole arm dedicated to it. So mm. it would make sense, would make sense if, I, yeah. if I said Beetlejuice was my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> No, my favorite for the Tim Burton is uh, Corpse Bride, but that's something that's going to have to be covered at a later date because I'm just going to go into a whole bunch of details for that one. <laughs> hey, Corpse Bride is good. Yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's an amazing movie. I mean, all Tim Burton is good. I mean, I, I even like uh, A Big Fish. Oh, Big Fish. Oh, I absolutely love yeah. Big Fish. Yeah. It's like the the least Tim Burton movie that Tim Burton has ever made. Which is so yes, impossible because it has but like, also Tim Burton at written the same all over time, it. <laughs> yes, but also at the same time, very Tim Burton. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, this is actually now part three, I guess. Yeah, or episode three yes. of our HHN IP month. So uh, we've been covering all of the major IPs that are going to be at this year's Halloween Horror Nights. So we already talked about Texas Chainsaw. We talked about Bride of Frankenstein. And today we're bringing it down to Beetlejuice. So it is going to be super exciting, especially since I wish we had one more to cover for the rest of the month, but I, we're going to have to figure something out for that one. But yeah, um, this is going to be super fun, whimsical, and if you know any of uh, Tim Burton's uh, things, it will be great for your soul kind of thing. <laughs> Uh, but I guess we can start off with just, you know, kind of going over the the basic plot of the film up to a certain point, and then we'll uh, give you some grave-robbing facts. So, Yes, as you guys already know, this is something that we have started in the Bride of Frankenstein episode, uh, where we started doing a middle segment just to give you guys a little break from all of the basic uh, information from the movie and give you guys some backs like basically some fun facts and backstory to uh the making of these films but then after that we continue on with the episode uh just to keep something fresh and this is something that we are still trying out but as if you guys actually enjoyed that new segment please let us know so we can continue doing it and we are going to start incorporating other things as well as we go along uh, but for now, this is probably the start of uh, trying new things out with our podcast. Yeah. So, uh, who would like to begin talking about the plot? I think Kyle should, because since he already pranked me, uh, <laughs> we should give him the spotlight and the floor. So uh, I don't like the spotlight. <laughs> oh, then why are you here? Because you're kind of, that's the reason you're here. So um, so we are gonna start off with that. We are soaring over the town in the beginning of the credits where we're introduced to all the actors uh, in the movie. And the camera lands on a house and then a big giant spider appears over the small scale house. Uh, so I thought this was really good. Um, way to start the cinematography it definitely makes you think that there's like a giant spider on the house but there isn't and then uh adam maitland actually picks up the spider as barbara shows up with a gift 
And it is shown that they're kind of like recently married and happily, and they have a happy-go-lucky couple like celebrating vacation right at home and also obsessed with remodeling their house with different things. So you can tell that they're a nice little happy uh, couple um, yeah. living their best life. I, I do really like this opening too because the, the whole spider thing is very reminiscent of like those 50s B-movies where yeah. everybody was obsessed with giant making everything giant because of like the radiation and stuff like that. Yeah, and then the fact that it has like it has a really good way of manipulating almost like the camera to I'm pretty sure those were like real shots of like the way that they filmed the beginning part then all of a sudden making the house look exactly identical for when it ends at the house so I wonder like how quick that cut is for you to realize that it was like a tiny model no you you yeah. would be surprised it could have just been them shooting over the the model town that's pretty true oh damn yeah, that would be cool. The opening was very Tim Burton. Look, uh, he he, uh, he had a thing where he would uh, he would always have like an opening shot of like of like a small town. Like he did the same thing in Edward Scissorhands as well. Uh, yeah, I love Edward Scissorhands. I love that. Same. So uh, they get a visit from Jane, who also seems to be. Uh, trying to convince uh, Barbara specifically, or just them in general, uh, to sell their house. And Jane points out that this seems this house seems to be uh, too big for a couple and that it should be sold out to a home uh, for a family. And then in the scene, we see that Barbara's face uh, falls, giving us a hint that they're the type of couple that have failed to have kids, which is super depressing. It's really sad to see Barbara's reaction to that. So I was like, oh, like, yep. they want kids. Like, Also, Jane is, is so rude about it, too. Because she's like, you oh, should yeah. sell this house considering you don't have any kids. Yeah, they're very, yeah. They're very terrible towards them. Yeah. <laughs> and you also see Jane appear again in the window, kind of like a psycho, uh, when Adam pulls up the window view door, like, thing so you kind of see her again like and he's like go away jane and then he just kind of <laughs> slams the little thing down i was like oh wow like that woman like is being super rude but obviously like they can't catch a break so um then adam asked barbara to go to the store to get a new brush for the tongue oil that i think she was the one that gave it to him at the beginning of the movie and they both playfully go to their car and they drive off to the store uh, they start driving, and Barbara starts to tell her husband about what Jane said about having the house given to, like, a family. Adam says that it is none of their business, but that they could try again uh, during this vacation. So they're trying to get freaky and down when they get back home, basically. <laughs> so they they trying to do the deed. They're trying to do dirty. They want them kids. But yeah. It's sexy. Sex <laughs> oh Man, y'all, 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 y'all are just mad quiet when it comes to sex talk. Shit. No, we're just we're just Man. letting you kind of go off on your yeah. It, rant yeah we're just letting you go off on your on your tangent. <laughs> Sexy Tom. <laughs> see, see the, the um, first so... thing as soon as you mentioned that though, the first thing I wanted to say is they were gonna do the deets. Oh, instead <laughs> of the deeds. My <laughs> God. Didn't think about that one. Good one, Yusuf. <laughs> <laughs> Dad humor at its best. 
Why must I be the only one with estrogen and hormones in this podcast? <laughs> anyway, uh, they pass by a red drive through shed uh, heading to the town. And soon after, a dog starts crossing the street. And those two elements are super important. Uh, a few minutes later, uh, Adam goes into the hardware store. And it seems like an old barber wants to start a conversation. Uh, Adam kind of disregards him and continues to go there to grab the stuff he needs. What I thought was really interesting about this shot is that there's no cashier in sight, and it seems that he does, like, his own transaction. <laughs> so I was like, uh, was he technically stealing, or did he put the correct amount well, of money? I don't know how that well, works. I, if I'm not mistaken, I think it was his hardware store. Like, he owns the store. Yeah, I think oh. that's what I, I wanted to get, like, that's what I was thinking, but I was like, damn, like, but there was no mention of that, yeah. you know, because... Because if I remember um, I correctly, I, if, I, if I remember correctly, the name on the story was Maitland Hardware. Yeah. Oh, that is a good point. Oh, I forget their name. I forgot that their name was Maitland. Their last name, at least. So, then he proceeds to go out to the... Wait, before that. Before that, then why would he say that he has to go to the store if, like, he could just say, oh, I'm, let's go back to my shop so I can get some stuff well, from my shop and then come back? Like, why would you say that then? Because that's, like how norm that's how normal people talk. You know, if you own a business, like, let's say you own a shop, you wouldn't say, let's go to my shop. Let's just say, oh, let's just go to the, to the store and we'll pick it up there. I would totally say there my shop. Be, I would say my <laughs> shop. See, like I, because... I wouldn't because at that point, like it's because I earned I'm that. Pretty guy. sure it's a, it's like inferred that you know Barbara should know that that's his shop at this point. It makes it seem like that's like the only shop in town at that point, and the only store because it's like okay, like when I assumed the store, that I was thinking about like maybe like a Walmart or some <laughs> shit like that. I don't know something like that. I don't know. Um, obviously, a small town like shop. Well, Beetlejuice but, would definitely and, be the type of person that would shop at a Walmart, though. Like, the, he would be like the 3 a.m. Walmart crowd. He oh, yeah. Walmart. That's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> so then uh, they proceed to go out to the car again, and then uh, Adam dismisses Bill, and they drive off, and then the next shot uh, is that they drive through the red shed again, and then the dog is casually passing by, and this time we actually see a sign that says, come back again soon. So, foreshadowing, we love that. <laughs> um, so, Barbara and Adam are happily uh, driving back home, then suddenly the dog appears in the frame, uh, Adam says, look out, and grabs the wheel, swerves to the side of the shed, and I really don't like saying the shed. Fuck. Um, and <laughs> then the car. <laughs> yes. He is, he's really making me hate saying the shed. And because it, it kind of is taboo. Uh, it is. And then the car is kind of hanging on the, on the edge for the dear life. And appearing uh, like in the rear view mirror. Is the dog just chilling uh, on a piece of board and is an essential piece that could lead them to their death. And they look at the dog, hoping it doesn't move. And then the dog said, yeet, bye. And the car falls into the water and then they technically die. Yeah. Okay. Can we talk about that? That, that looks like a, a foot if that drop. Yeah. <laughs> How is that supposed to kill them? 
<laughs> I, I I've never know. understood that. Yeah. If anything, it would just like, you know, damage the, like the front bumper and they could just kind of you know, either kick the glass or just walk out. <laughs> yeah. I yeah. mean, it's literally just a literal, like, it, it's not nothing. <laughs> well, I don't, I never understood why that <laughs> killed them. But I mean, uh, I did find out uh, that uh, in the original script, that was uh, th- their deaths were supposed to be a lot more graphic. Yeah, yeah, that's what I also read too. But uh, with that, it just seems like I don't know because they, I don't, I don't know what actually killed them though. Like, did they drown? Because that would have taken them a really long time to get out, honestly. Because I, they would have yeah. to figure out like. Oh, we I need to beat the so. water, then, like, bring it, or then, did they hit something? Did the glass shatter in front of the car? I don't know. Like, was there something in the end of the water that may have hit the car, and then it just, it kind of just that, hit that them? I don't them. know. Yeah, My yeah. logic is, what is this? Like, that, that <laughs> shit should have not been enough to kill them. I think... They, uh, I, I guess, just just uh, judging by like the universe of this, how like whenever people die, when they appear in the afterlife, it's how they appear. However, the state they were in, since uh, Barbara and Adam appear wet in the next scene, I assume that they drown. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. That, that is true. So chill too, you know. That you know, just can But then in the next scene, uh, they suddenly appear in their house, all wet from the lake that they supposedly drowned in. <laughs> they go to the fire, and to Barbara's surprise, uh, her hand uh, starts to, like, burn up, and it lights up on fire, and they kind of <laughs> start is... getting a hint that something is wrong, and I'm like, uh, how did, how did you... Like, they didn't question it immediately, they just kind of looked at each other like, that was weird. <laughs> <laughs> That's which suspicious. Is, which is, yeah, it's just like... <laughs> I love how just random it is. Like she'll just like sit her hand in front of the fire, just catches on fire. Yeah, my God, it, it's just so odd. But anyway, uh, at this point, uh, Adam decides to go outside to try to restrate their retrace their steps and go back to the bridge. Where when he steps outside, he is suddenly in a desert, and a snake or worm uh, like creature is coming towards him. And Barbara. Pa- Pulls him back inside and tells him that he was gone for hours. Yeah. Yikes. Which is uh, which is such a cool little scene too. Like it's the first time we see something, like the, the first glimpse at something that's out of the ordinary. Because everything else has yeah. been relatively normal so far. Yeah. Do you guys yeah. think it's like claymation or is it just like a type of animation that they use? Uh, if I'm not mistaken, I think it was like stop motion. Yeah. yeah, like yeah. so the claymation stop motion because yeah. you have to create the the model mm-hmm. out of clay and you kind of have to position it so many times, which is something that I feel like Tim Burton does best. Oh, um, yeah. I just wish he did a lot more of it for sure. But uh, Barbara tells him that uh, Adam about the book. Uh, the handbook for the recently deceased, which, you know, all of us uh, who are in love with Beetlejuice, we all want to have our own copy and actually read what's actually inside it, other than sure. the things that are read out loud in the movie, and that's where they figure out that they did not survive uh, the car accident, so uh, damn that shed and damn that dog. Um, uh, anticlimactic car accident ever. Yeah. 
the non-accidental car accident. Yeah. The, non- and the dog was just chilling. He's living his best life. Like he didn't mean to kill them. Technically, a dog killed him. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Basically, yeah. <laughs> the dog's the victim. Yeah, I, I love that dog. I would adopt that dog. Anyway, <laughs> uh, Jane then goes on. Wait, is it? Oh wow. I had a brain fart, my bad. I, I I had to think. I was like, wait, did you mean Barbara? I was like, no, it was like Jane. Jane. <laughs> uh, I was about to say that. So Jane then goes on to sell the house. The Deeds family, who came from New York and are moving out of the city for some peace and quiet. And during the house walkthrough, Adam and Barbara try their best to scare the Deeds, but nothing seems to work, which is when they notice that the living cannot see the dead. Yeah, and I, honestly, yeah. this whole scene is so much fun. Just first of all, getting introduced to the Dietzes, just because yeah, they're they're all essentially like '80s movie, like the best that '80s movies had at the time. You know, because you had Winona Ryder, you had this guy's name—I forgot his name—but he was in Ferris Bueller. I definitely enjoy like the casting of the Dietz, especially. Uh... The fact that this whole scene is just so fun and all the things that they had up their sleeve to like try and do uh, <laughs> yeah. to scare them off. And like my favorite, this definitely is like the closet one or the one with when Barbara has the knife in the head and yeah. they're just chilling there. I was like, well, how do you not see them? I also, I, I love the fact that every time they react to it, you think they're reacting to what the Maitlands are doing. It's just something that they notice in the house. Yeah. Oh my gosh. But I definitely, my favorite one is in the closet, too. Uh, I have a lot Same. of favorites. Yeah, yeah because it's yeah. just like the body's just there, chilling, move to the side, bitch. That's fine. <laughs> Look at this. But yeah, then yeah. they move up to the attic where they see TV ads uh, on the TV for Beetlejuice, uh, who advertises himself as a bioexorcist with what looks like a crappy used car commercial. <laughs> I fucking love that commercial. It's wonderful. I I love the fact that he's just like sitting on that fake bull and just like smacking its yeah. ass. <laughs> and it's also like the fact when he starts uh shaking like so violently on the floor, and I'm just like, stop, <laughs> no. I feel like all things move through me. Like it's it's just like one of the funniest things. It is, it is literally like a used car commercial or like one of those old commercials with that guy's like you know i'm like i'm crazy eddie and this is you yeah. know it's a, a, an all I, everything I think, go sale i think that they actually did base it off of a real life car salesman who owns like some kind of like big used car empire and oh is like God. a millionaire yeah that would make a lot of sense honestly somebody find the commercial quick right? <laughs> well we do we should definitely post it oh yeah on, yeah the Maitlands then use the handbook and open a portal to the land of the dead, complete with a waiting room and some characters shown at the time uh, of their death. Burn victim, choke victim, uh, voodoo, tribesman, explorer, and supermodel. So I think I, this is I also gotta, another cool yeah. like scene. I don't know. Which one of those like victims is your favorite one? Which one? <laughs> There's two of us here. Just whoever wants to answer it first, I guess. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with the the burn victim. 
I think for me is like the supermodel because she's cool. Yeah. I, I, I think love the, the that scene with with like the, the the guy smoking the cigarette. He's like, "You got a light." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, if I'm not mistaken, uh, it, it, this is when they first get into the office. Uh, it, is it hearing an announcement on the PA system uh, that talking about flat four oh nine? I think so. I don't remember specifically, actually. Yeah, th- I think it's this thing. You know, if it, if it is a, a little fun thing, uh, so well, not really fun, but it, it's just interesting that they included this. Uh, there's a PA system announcement that says Flight 409 is arriving at Gate Three, and that's actually a reference to United Airlines Flight 409 that crashed in a mountain in Wyoming on October 6, 1955, killing everybody on board. Oh wow! Yeah. Oh Jesus! That's pretty cool. I didn't know they actually that. used a uh, yeah. They actually used a, a real reference, and th- 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 there's also a, a Marshall University reference uh, uh, later on as well. Hmm. I didn't even know about any of that stuff. Actually, that's pretty cool. Well, ob- obviously, the, the fact is cool, not the fact that yeah. something like yeah. that happened. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's, that's why I said all of it's uh, bad. That's why I said, well, not really a fun fact, but you know, just interesting fact. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but the uh, uh, we get another one of the really fun characters, which is like the the guy that's been flattened, like yeah. he got run over by a truck or something. <laughs> yeah, and he makes the the funny jokes, or like you know, how do I look? I think I look a little thinner. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they like they may be dead, but at least they got a sense of humor. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and then after, through all of this, uh, they kind of go through, uh, I think they call them back to the back of the office to finally meet their caseworker. Uh, their caseworker. Yeah. And I really also enjoy the fact that you actually see, like, this dead man just hanging on a little bar. Yeah. And just, like, just handing out papers. I'm like, that looks so <laughs> fun. Where can I sign up to do that? Yeah, it, it really shows the afterlife is just like such a, it's like a unique way to show the afterlife. Yeah. But. Does yeah, anybody like know what happens next? Yes, but we were, we were opening up the floor for more opinion and, and before we keep moving to the plot. Yes. <laughs> so Kyle, do you have any, any thoughts on, on, you know, the office and like the whole setting of that? Oh, I, oh, I love the whole office setting. I think it's really great how they showed like how people people in the state that they died in it, but they also like make it kind of fun with the, them having ha- having more of a comedic side to everything. Mm-hmm. I'm curious to know, like, how do you get hired for that? Like, do like do you apply for that? Like, when you die? <laughs> yeah, I I'm, I'm trying to figure it because I know later on. They do mention that uh, uh, people who take their own life uh, become civil servants. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's actually considered civil servant like jobs. Yeah, which which coincidentally also, uh, and a lot of people uh, kind of like uh, for, forget this. Uh, Beetlejuice is, is a civil servant mm-hmm. as well. Yeah, because uh, yeah, you're right. I do remember that now. It's a supermodel makes uh makes that comment when she shows that she had slit her wrists yeah it's just 
she's so pretty though. I love it. Yeah. Yeah, so, so, so I guess just everybody in that all in that room is just is just civil servants. That's just what they're doing. <laughs> you committed like yeah, you you committed suicide. Now you have to work in an office for the rest of your life. Or now you, that for the rest of eternity. Yeah, it's like you didn't complete your deed in 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 your life. All right, now you get to work for what you could have had. <laughs> Something like that. Yeah. So then, after that is when they move on to the hallway with all the doors, and you know, it's one of those things where you're like you you, you kind of wonder what could be behind each door. Yeah, um, dude, I uh, I love the way the hallway is. The hallway is all the uh, typical black and white checker that you, <laughs> uh, a pattern that you'd see in a lot of in a lot of Tim Burtonist stuff. Like mm-hmm. this is the. This is the kind of aesthetic that I love that, like, I would decorate a house in and shit. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. a lot of black light, too. So it's definitely, like, super, like, even some things are highlighted with the black light when you are, like, just, walk, like, when you see Barbara and uh, Adam just walk through the hallways before uh, you go to the main parts. Yeah, and that's also what we learn where they open a, I think it's a, like a curtain, and that's when they see the, the room of lost souls. Yep. Yeah, that's creepy. <laughs> With the one janitor, it's like, that's the room of lost souls. <laughs> so dramatic. Jesus. <laughs> I mean, this whole movie is already dramatic yeah. within itself. So. But then after that is when we get to meet uh, the Maitland's caseworker, which is Juno. And I think I actually never noticed this for for quite a while, but I never noticed that when she takes a drag of her cigarette or when she exhales, it also goes out of her neck. Yeah, yep. I think yep. that's also really cool. As if she had like a, um, almost like a lung cancer kind of looking thing. Well, or maybe she. I feel like she had like slit her throat as well, just because. Like remember, they're all civil servants. Anybody who had killed themselves oh, yeah. was turned into a civil servant. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. Because I think I that. Uh, I think like after she smokes, like there's a part where you, uh, you can see a little slit on her, uh, uh, near her throat. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but, but speaking of like her, like she's in the afterlife and she's smoking. You know, that, that makes a good point. It's like these people dead. I, I mean, you could smoke, drink. Do drugs, anything. It doesn't really fucking matter anymore. Exactly. I mean, so, so I figure everybody would just go crazy. Yeah, might as well make the afterlife tolerable. <laughs> Especially if they're working in an office. God. <laughs> <laughs> but of course, that's when we um, have Adam and Barbara uh, find. Tell her about you know the interest in also uh, about the Beetlejuice guy, and she says you do not say his name, you do not want to work with him, that kind of thing. So basically, it's because uh, she knows that uh, she that Beetlejuice is trouble. So she tries to warn the Maitlands about uh, basically making a deal with him. It's almost like making a deal with the devil. Yeah, and we also get a little bit of backstory on him because. Um... It was almost like he was an intern for her, or something yeah. like that. <laughs> and they were like, and she was like, "Yeah, he was he was wild. Like he was just doing stuff on his own." And we we kind of fired him. 
Damn. <laughs> Imagine being so bad at your job you get fired as an intern in the afterlife. In the afterlife of all things, yeah. <laughs> That's next level. That's peak. I aspire <laughs> if I didn't have any goals in life. <laughs> <laughs> and he's essentially a deadbeat too because she's like, oh, by the way, he, uh, he kind of took up residence in your model. Yep. I wonder how he got there. I don't know. I, I will because I remember in the um, well when he's I, th- I don't remember how early it is in the movie, but you show you they show him reading a newspaper, and he's just going through the obituaries, and he's just like, "Oh, these look like suckers," so he just like goes <laughs> yeah. after them. That's fair. <laughs> <laughs> That's his version of the classifieds. Yeah, it's like yeah, it's literally what he says. Like, let's look for a job, and he just goes through the obituaries. And it's also where you see that he doesn't have a, like a thing against the sandworms because like he's reading through, and he's like, "Oh, these damn sandworms again." Yeah, I guess it's uh, they do a better job at terrorizing to an extent. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but that's you know after that is when the Maitlands go back to uh, to their house, and you know because time works differently when you're uh, no longer living. Uh, the house is completely changed now. It's all about, uh, you know, it's been remodeled and just mm-hmm. looks very New Yorker now, like very uh, 80s, super rich New Yorker. And it's kind of ugly, honestly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's not definitely, uh, especially the little ugly little statue that... <laughs> oh, her sculptures, yeah. Uh, oh my God, it's so... Gross! Like it looks like a like a c- cemented leaf. <laughs> it's like why? But it does look like really cool for like a chair. I will say that it will look cool as a chair. Yeah. And oh, something I forgot to mention. Juno's like, okay, so if you don't want these people to live in your house, you know, you got you have to find a way to scare them away. So they're like, all right, we'll try that. And they, they start off by doing like the most basic thing, which is just the sheets over their faces or over, the, over their heads <laughs> with the eye holes. No feet. <laughs> and of course, the dad thinks it's it's Lydia. He's like, your mom's going to kill you for making holes in her sheets. Mm-hmm. Honestly, but the dad is like the most down-to-earth person in this entire movie. Let's <laughs> Let's talk about that. He's like the most logical... And down to earth, he's like, I know my wife crazy. I have an emo mm. daughter. I'm just here, my guy. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just here to bird watch. What, <laughs> what's What's bad is that he mentions like earlier in the film that he, it's it's mentioned that he, uh, the dad had a breakdown. Oh and, yeah. And now that they're there, and, and then when you get that uh, when you get that information, you realize that Adam and Barbara. Are literally trying to ruin these people's lives all because they're changing the wallpaper in their home. <laughs> <laughs> it's like they're they're kind of been of the assholes in the story, in a way. <laughs> like, this is this is our house, damn it! Nobody comes in here. <laughs> Especially not these New Yorkers. Like, how to change our architecture? You, yeah, how dare you put that wallpaper up? <laughs> oh, basically the summary of Beetlejuice. 
the battle of the of the house decors. Let's hire a bio exorcist. <laughs> That's pretty much the essential thing that they get pissed off that they put they're putting up different wallpaper. <laughs> I, I really like this next scene too. That's when they when they try to to um, scare the mom. I forgot what the mom's name was in this movie. I, the only name out of the no, she's is, she's played by Catherine O'Hare. Right? Yeah, yeah. I don't remember the character's name though, but I, I love uh, that they're trying to, to scare her by just like making the the moaning noises. Yeah, and Lydia's like, I'm Lydia. a child. Yeah, Delia. Delia, Delia. that's what it was. Delia, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Honestly, also, but like she... Catherine O'Hara looks so good in her iconic red hair, though. Like, oh yeah, she looks uh, amazing. Yeah. Also, wasn't she watching wrestling? Yep, she was. <laughs> Which I love. She, she was. Uh, she actually met her her husband on this movie, Bo Welch. He was a. Oh wow. He, he was a production. Uh, he he was part of the production team on this on this movie. That's really cool. Cute. And then after, right after that is when Lydia takes their pictures and notices that they have no feet. No feet. <laughs> and, uh, there's so many like random little lines here in this movie that are just so funny. Like when they're saying, oh yeah, we're trying to scare your parents. And you're like, she's like, well, good luck scaring Delia. She's off with Prince uh, Xanax tonight. Prince Xanax. <laughs> <laughs> Prince Valium, Prince Valium, yeah. Oh, nice, God. very nice. <laughs> Love Lydia. Oh, she's amazing. She's the best. I mean, I mean you could get anyone better than not a wire uh, writer to play her. But uh, the, uh, the, I don't know if you know this. Uh, Heather Langenkamp was originally uh, offered the role, but she didn't want to play her because she didn't want to play a goth girl. Which and also uh, Angelina Houston too. Yep. Angelina, she was she was also given the role. Yep. So imagine, imagine Heather Langenkamp, freaking Nancy from Nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez, just being like, nah, I'll, I'll stick to to Freddy for now. Yeah. Freddy Mabu, even though he had low key pedophile. <laughs> <laughs> low key. Qu- quotations. Yeah, he definitely is. Oh, uh, uh, I mean, they just make a really big deal about it in the beginning of the movie, but not oh, like yeah. towards like like the middle because they know that's just gonna. Because I guess people kind of forget the beginning of that movie. They just care that he was burned and that he's just a victim at this point. But yeah. like, yeah, it's like. Ugh. Uh, it's just turned into a Nightmare on Elm Street episode. Hi, how are you? <laughs> yes. I was here for the famous quote. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh... Heidi is so iconic, though. Like, she just has so many great lines and stuff. Mm-hmm. And and not even that, just like her, her whole look, too. Oh, so yeah. It's a whole aesthetic. Yeah. I relate to Lydia so much because, like, I, uh, I, I, 
I, I wear black all the time anyway, and, and, and like I, I, I'll have people like even here that be like ninety degrees. They're like, "Dude, why are you wearing all black?" Is like you must be burning up. I'm like, I'm used to it. <laughs> yeah, I'm the same way. Yep. I beg, uh, I beg to differ, Yusuf. You wear bright colors when you want to be hipster as fuck. Sixty percent of the time, sit down. Yeah, <laughs> but the other forty calls all black clothing. So the calling you out. <laughs> That's, I don't Let me care. go through his Instagram. I'm gonna start. I'm actually gonna go on Instagram. Oh my god! And just grab all of your pictures of you wearing light clothes. I'm like, what? Are, what is this? What is this? Is this the sixty percent? Yusuf's like, uh, I, I use it's like, yeah, I like to be casually goth sometimes, and and then V's like, no, no uh, hold on a second. <laughs> well, the, the key, the key word, the key word there is the sometimes because I like to fluctuate. Sometimes, so sometimes yeah. I'll I'll wear super bright clothing, other times I'll just wear all black because why not? Exactly. <laughs> Yeah, Lydia is just so great. I just love also how how bright this film is, and then you have Lydia in all black. Yeah, <laughs> it, it's it, it's so great. Yeah, and again, that's where we get another one of the iconic lines when she says, "You know, I myself am strange and unusual." Ah, uh, I love that line. Or my my life is my entire life is a one it's big a dark room. <laughs> my whole life is a dark room. <laughs> Such I was like, edgy... yo, hey, yo, same. <laughs> yes. Such an edgy teenager thing. Yeah. It's like the most. I feel like I would have I heard that in a Hawthorne Heights song or something. <laughs> <laughs> it's like one of those things, like, it's not a phase, mom. Yeah. <laughs> but the fact that she says this at the dinner table is, like, hilarious. Yeah. I want to see a skit of like her and Wednesday meeting up. Oh, that'd be great! I, like I just want to see their interactions. I I feel like Wednesday would absolutely hate Lydia. <laughs> <laughs> she she'd call her like a poster or something. It, yeah, it, it, yeah. I feel like Wednesday would see right through her. She'd yeah. immediately call her out. Because <laughs> <laughs> Wednesday's the OG. Exactly. <laughs> But, so where are we? So at this point is when I think they showed Lydia like the model, and they you know kind of talk to her and get to know her a little bit better. But that then right after she leaves, it's when they notice a sign or, or yeah, like a light up sign on the uh, on the model, and they're like, oh, it's it's that Beetlejuice guy, and they're like Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice. <laughs> I love how. Uh, Alec Baldwin is such a, an enabler. He's like, say it, Barbara. Yeah. <laughs> say it out loud. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God damn it. Now I'm just thinking of fucking... Twilight. <laughs> and say it out loud. I'm just thinking of Twilight. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> say it out loud. <laughs> I've said it before, but like I think it'd be funny if there was like a skit where where somebody's trying to summon Candyman and Beetle uh, Beetlejuice is there trying to get them to say his name instead, but <laughs> but but you know he he can't say it, so he's having to like do things to kind of to try and help them understand what to say, but then just to make things interesting, Bloody Mary shows up as well. <laughs> no, <laughs> the ultimate summoning. Um, yeah, game. But remember, you only, you only have to say Beetlejuice three times. Yeah. Even five. 
And, Candyland but, is so tedious, though. Yeah, it's yeah. like, why? Well, he, he just wants to make sure that, that you are for sure certain. He, 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 he's basically like... Hey Netflix message is like, are you sh- are you are you still watching? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that. <laughs> nah, I'm chilling in other ways. Netflix, it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Oh god! This is this yeah. is Vanya on a regular basis, Kyle. I, I, I figured so. <laughs> if you haven't heard our past episodes, you're gonna learn today. Uh, <laughs> I listen. I, I listen every week. Thank well, you. Well, thank you. I appreciate uh, you doing that. We appreciate. <laughs> Even though I give everybody tough love. Oh yeah. Yeah. You definitely do. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> Uh, but uh, yeah, so after saying Beetlejuice at their time, they're transported over to their model. And the model is so well designed with like the fake grass and the you know, the, <laughs> the little rubber pieces and everything. Yep. And so that's where they, they find, you know, the, the famous headstone that says, uh, here lies Beetlejuice. And funny, I I love that when they look at it, they see the two shovels just fall, and they're like, "I guess we gotta dig." Yeah, <laughs> its model is really really great though. Yeah, like um, that's like mostly foam. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, I don't know. I don't remember if you ever got to to see the last year's tribute store for HHN Kyle. With I the, saw with the Beetlejuice theme room, saw... yeah. Yeah, I saw like some pictures, but I don't, I don't mm. remember exactly. Yeah, it was it was it was pretty much like being in the model. It was really really cool. Oh wow! Yeah, you were all tiny. <laughs> yeah, it's a it's really great. I mean, some would say it's a nice fucking model. <laughs> uh, somebody took the opportunity to say it. Oh, so one of us had to. So, oh yeah. <laughs> it, it, it just to just to play off that, uh, that was actually ad libbed by Michael Keaton. He he like knocked he he knocked down the piece and just as a just once he he didn't realize it was gonna fall and he was just like oh, nice fucking model and uh, t- uh, t- t- Tim Burton liked it so much he kept it in. Oh, nice. I wonder if he also meant it to, like, the, the production crew. Because like, maybe it wasn't supposed I think to fall. <laughs> yeah, I think he was, like, meaning to say it to a production crew, yeah. <laughs> like, he kicked it, it wasn't supposed to fall, and he's just like, just, just yeah. run with it. Yeah, which about, like, uh, apparently, uh, according to the uh, research, uh, uh, ninety about 90% of the lines uh, that Beetlejuice says is ad-libbed by Michael Keaton. <laughs> Very cool. Which is such a big talent that he has because, like, first of all, the the lines that he says are great. And also, just the speed that he says everything in is crazy. Yeah. And just another fun fact uh, to add to that uh, if any Texas Chainsaw Massacre fans, uh, Michael Keaton actually based uh, uh, Beetlejuice's performance from Chop Top from TCM2. Yeah. Which, again, Uh, like we were talking about that earlier, that. You, you like you look at them side by side. You're like, yeah, the, you know, Beetlejuice is definitely chopped off. They're definitely they're definitely the same. Yeah, <laughs> the similarities <laughs> are uncanny. 
So, so right after this is when, you know, they, uh, they dig up his grave and it starts shaking. They back away and then we finally get our official reveal, uh, for Beetlejuice. He's been teased. He's been shown through TV commercials, but now we officially get to look at Beetlejuice. And he is glorious. But before we move on to what happens next, we're going to take our little break and we're going to give you our list of grave robbing facts. So it is time for our second ever segment of Great Robbing Facts, where we tell you all the fun facts about the movie, television, or event covered in today's episode. It is time for your Great Robbing Facts about Beetlejuice. So our first uh, fun fact is that Sammy Davis Jr. was Tim Burton's first choice for the role of Beetlejuice. Our producer, uh, David Jeffen, was the one that chose Michael Keaton as Beetlejuice. So that's like really hard to imagine Sammy Davis Jr. as as Beetlejuice. Yeah, uh, apparently he was like a he was real he, he he was a favorite of Tim Burton's like growing up, and so that's who he wanted. But it wasn't <laughs> just Sammy Davis. Uh, I was telling Yusuf about this earlier. Pretty freaking unbelievable uh, <laughs> uh, casting choice that we're so glad didn't happen. Uh, Tim Burton actually wanted Arnold Schwarzenegger to play Beetlejuice and even approached him. Yeah, 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 and even approached him. But luckily, he was already filming a film, so he had to turn it down. Can you imagine? I just, I just, I I can't. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god. Nice fucking model. Get to the chopper. It's it's a a nice. (laughs) He's just like, that's a nice fucking model. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, get to the chopper. Oh. <laughs> I let's <laughs> let's shake up the juice and see what gets loose. <laughs> Go to no. the most, babe. <laughs> no, gross. Ew. That's that's amazing. Now I, I want was, somebody to make a deep fake. There was like a uh, a uh, quite a few people who like who who like who I think auditioned for the role or were were uh, approached for the role of Beetlejuice as well. There were some pretty interesting names. I think Robin Williams was one of them as well. I, I think I think that could have fit. Maybe that's interesting. Yeah, he's yeah. also very much uh, that frenetic, like. T- the style of comedy of like multiple yeah. voices like speaking a mile a minute oh yeah oh yeah i i think he could have played a really good beetlejuice mm-hmm. i really do so speaking of roles our second uh, fun fact is lydia was the role that a lot of young actresses were rejected from and it wasn't until tim burton saw winona Ryder's performance in the teen drama dramedy lucas that won her the role for lydia Oh, wow. oh yeah, yeah. So Lydia, you know, she well deserved on Winona Ryder, honestly. Even oh, though yeah. I know, like we mentioned earlier in the episode, uh, uh, Angelica, Angelica Houston uh, was considered for the role, yep. and all that kind of stuff. See, I, I don't, I don't see Angelica Huston, uh, Houston in that because, like, uh, even even in the '80s, she was already like too old to be playing somebody's daughter. I think. Yeah, her, her, and Heather Camp with her. Yeah, two of the one rolling it. Uh, I, I guess uh, because of 
of her getting this uh, her getting this role and doing so great on it. That's probably why she got the role later on in uh, in Edward Scissorhands. It, yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. I can definitely see that. Yeah. It's definitely where uh, where Tim Burton was like, okay, you're going to be part of my stable of actors now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because he does like have his like his set people who he works mm-hmm. with, and, and it's not even just actors; it's production people too. Apparently, yeah. one of the people who helped him, uh, who helped him, who helped him rewrite the script for this movie and and work on it, also he hired on to help him do Batman after Beetlejuice. I did, yeah, I, I did uh, hear about that. Which is pretty cool. Like the the fact that he um isn't you know is loyal to the people that he works with and yeah you know is is able to pretty much just create like a whole like tribe of them. I mean, it, it, is it a Tim Burton film if Johnny Depp isn't in it or or Helena <laughs> Bonham Carter? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so our third fun fact is that Beetlejuice was nearly called uh, Scared Sheetless. <laughs> <laughs> Not gonna lie, I, I would have been okay with that. <laughs> yeah, I like the play on words, especially for the title yeah. well, of the movie. It, it, it was originally a, it, it was a joke, though. Tim Burton suggested that as a joke, but then the studio was kind of considerate, and he was like, "Oh no, 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 no!" And, I was kidding. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I was, I was a joking. It's like, please no. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and I think the other one was uh, was a uh, house ghost. As well, uh, yeah, That's I such also a, like, heard about that. Title. <laughs> yeah, imagine okay. that scared, scared sheetless, scared <laughs> sheetless. So, our fun fact number four is that the test audience encouraged a happier ending for Beetlejuice. So, yeah, I can't imagine any happier ending for Beetlejuice other than getting uh, wow, this is gonna be really shitty uh, to reveal. Um, <laughs> Is that, you know, his head gets shrunken and all that kind of stuff. We're trying to swap out the numbers kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, well, I think this is also one of the things was like originally, uh, before, it, it originally they didn't have the, the waiting room segment in the film. Yeah. But, but test audiences really loved Beetlejuice so much that they added, they had, they had to add an extra scene for him. Oh, that's <laughs> awesome though. Because I mean, even though it's called Beetlejuice, he's 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 basically a supporting character. He's only in it for fifteen minutes of the movie, and <laughs> it, it, it it only took Michael Keaton two weeks to film this role. Oh, what a ni- what a nice paycheck and very short and sweet. Right. I bet. Not only that, in fifteen minutes, he created like one of the most iconic film characters yeah, of all time. He really did. So, and our fun fact. Number five, it inspired an entire animated series that ran for 94 episodes. As we already know, it is very hard to get a hold of these episodes. Because I even tried to look on Amazon to see if they say that they have the completed version (laughs) of those of the series of the animated series. Um, But it only has it only has 30 in the one for Amazon, which is mm, very disappointing. Oh, I'll have to check, but uh, which one I have, but it's sitting in my living room right now. <laughs> Must be nice, Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> I'm a bit of a collector. Vanya, <laughs> I, I, I don't think we can say a statement without you throwing some shade at something. 
No. Especially me. She, she loves throwing shade at me. <laughs> that's so just, that's you might want to... That's just how you should hmm? love, though. Yeah, just wait till we meet up. <laughs> just wait. The, that's how I show to love everybody. If I'm not giving you shade in some shape or form... I'm most likely talking bad about you behind your back. No, I'm oh, kidding. Wow. Uh, mostly wow. men. Mostly yes. men, though. Gotcha. But, that, but that's because, uh, you know, yes. uh, if I actually, like, interact with you and kid with you and all that kind of stuff, then you're cool in my book. So, yeah. Good. Good. And that kind of thing. Well, not not most likely. But, you know, it's because, you know, you have that uh, brotherly love, especially with, like, uh, people that you like to give shit and have rivalry with because we love that. <laughs> exactly. Anyway. Exactly. So... <laughs> Our fun fact number six is that at Glenn Shadick's uh, funeral, the actor who played Ortho in Beetlejuice, uh, the last memorial song played was Deo, which is by uh, Harry Belafonte, which was famously used in the dinner party scene. Which is such a nice little um, thing to do during his memorial, yeah. It's such a wholesome thing. Yeah, it really is. But, yeah, but you know, just having a straight up dance party and and like <laughs> in the middle of the memorial though, just everybody just recreate the dinner scene right around the corpse. No, that's awful. Oh, um, Jesus but, Christ! Yeah. <laughs> Dark humor. Hi, how are you? I think that would be cool. <laughs> like they're all just gathered around like the the coffin and just doing the dance. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> but still, oh, that's the best shit. way to go, though. Yeah. Because it's such a oh. dancey song. Like, how do you not move to that? It's true. Oh, some other oh, like another. <laughs> so the another stupid thing is that when I used to work at Disney, they used to have the banana boat song, like when they used to drop me off, like to go to work. Yeah, like they was playing on a Disney bus. And I'm like, this is very contradictory. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. I like that. Some other like fun facts uh, for Beetlejuice. Uh, so in the TV show Community, I don't know if any of y'all ever watched it. If you haven't, highly recommend it. One of my favorite TV shows of all time. Uh, there is a three season Beetlejuice joke. Uh, yeah, I I don't know the exact episodes, but in the first season, there's an episode where the the, the word Beetlejuice gets mentioned either within a uh, either just the word or somebody saying something within a sentence, and they mention Beetlejuice. The second season, they do the same thing. The third season, that they do the same thing, but when they do it for the third time, uh, on the uh, a guy in the background dresses Beetlejuice walks behind the uh, a background a backdrop. <laughs> Oh my god, that's so amazing! It's fucking great that they that they actually like kept that up for three seasons. It's, it's, a, it's such a dedication to the joke, and I love that. It is, uh, the the original like the, the, the like what we saw was like a, a a script that got rewrote like multiple times. the The original script was way darker, way way darker. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was gonna write that in the yeah. little uh, gray rally packs, but I can't because trigger warnings. Uh, yeah. it was so very, was... very, very bad. Yeah. So glad that they uh, changed it. <laughs> it would not be a cult classic like like this is. Yeah, if they had kept like the original cut of this or like the original script. Yeah. 
because yeah, it, it was crazy dark. I was like, "What are you doing, Madal?" <laughs> <laughs> so, our last fun fact uh, is uh, that this movie actually won an Oscar, but we are going to be asking you guys for what. Uh, category that they win the Oscar for. Uh, as you guys, uh, we have a little surprise. We are doing a giveaway of a uh, book for the recently deceased notebook. Uh, so if you answer it first and correctly, uh, you will be winning that uh, notebook. And yeah, it's going to be super fun. So have fun uh, guessing what it is. Oh, wow. That'll be great. <laughs> Kyle was hurt. He's like, I, I don't like, get it. Like, I was like, well, I want a notebook. But can I answer? Uh, I mean, no, you can't well, answer. I have the, uh, yeah, we'll give you one. We'll give you one. We'll, give you, we'll give you a, pro- a compromise, Kyle. They we'll sell them. You. They sell we'll them at Horror Nights. We'll we'll buy one for you at Horror Nights. Oh, I've got the uh, the handbook for the recently deceased uh, journal. Okay. Yeah, I've got. I've, I've then got why it. do you want another one? <laughs> Because I'm greedy. <laughs> clearly, clearly. <laughs> uh, just one, uh, 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 one last one. I just came across. I thought was interesting. Uh, so Tim Burton wasn't, wasn't the first choice to direct Beetlejuice, and this one, honestly, I'm kind of interested in another universe where this would take place. If this would have happened, uh, Wes Craven was was the first choice Whoa. to direct Beetlejuice. Really? Can you imagine Wes Craven? Beetlejuice. Oh, that wow. shit went dark. That shit would get dark so quick. I, I feel like he would have took the other script. Yeah, like the, the much darker script. Yeah, that would have been interesting. Now that I'm not thinking about that. Uh, yeah, that definitely would have been interesting. Hmm. I, it, now that I, it would be really funny too to have like a like a confrontation between Freddy Krueger and Beetlejuice. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but those were our grave robbing facts about Beetlejuice. Uh, were you surprised by any of them? If so, tweet us about it at Sounds Grave. We would love to hear your thoughts. And now back to the episode. And that's when we get to see the frenetic personality that is Beetlejuice. He's quite the character. Oh, yes. And that's putting it mildly. <laughs> the thing about Beetlejuice is he's like, he's very entertaining, but he's also very, uh, such a sleaze bag. Oh, yeah. And a crude. Wait, what was that? You kind of cut out there. And a crude. Oh, yes. yes. Very, <laughs> yeah. Very crude. Like. It's one of those things where, like, what doesn't he say in this movie? Yeah, he's pretty much crude humor, like, come to life. (laughs) (laughs) So we do finally get to see the interaction between uh, the Maitlands and uh, Beetlejuice. And, of course, this is when we have uh, all the iconic scenes of them kind of asking him for help. And then they kind of ask him about his qualifications. (laughs) Then we go into that whole spiel about... How he went to Juilliard and like he's seen The Exorcist like X amount of times, <laughs> uh, that kind of thing. And then you know, and yeah, so he's kind of he's, he's, he's kind of qualified else. in like the worst way. 
that and I like that thing where when they ask him it's like are you scared he's like well how about this and I, I love the fact that they don't show you what he does like they only show you like these weird like tentacle looking or like the crab hand looking things that pop out of his face yeah as a kid we all wanted to know what those looked like mm-hmm. And and again, just go into like the the sleazy stuff that he does. Like when they're like, "All right, get, can you excuse us for a minute?" So they Maitland's go talk amongst themselves, and you just see him grab a stick and like try to look up Barbara's skirt. And you're yeah. like, dude, come on! He's God. He's such a sleazebag. <laughs> this is where we all start to realize that Beetlejuice. Uh, kind of likes ladies a lot. He's going to be flirting up a storm with every single one of them that he comes across. Uh, yeah. But, you know. <laughs> oh, wow. Uh, the whole... <laughs> I'll, I'll mention that later. Sorry. <laughs> uh, to uh, add to the, the what's, what's, what's interesting about him mentioning uh, that he watched The Exorcist so many times in his little spew... Uh, Gina Davis, who played Barbara, she actually got casted in the Exorcist TV show, like a few uh, in two in. Was it like twenty seventeen or something like that? Right. Yeah, yeah. I just think it's interesting how like you know he mentions Exorcist, and then like years and years later, she gets cast in the Exorcist TV show. I actually really like uh, that TV show. Uh, too, too bad, like the second season. I think they I had have, a second not season. Oh, you haven't seen it? It's, uh, it's good. Yeah, it's it's actually currently on my Hulu list. I haven't. I actually haven't seen it either. So it's sitting on Hulu right now, waiting for me to finish American Horror Story. Me having to watch American Horror Story and that, but here I am uh, watching RuPaul's Drag Race. But you know, go on. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm on episode three of American Horror Story. I, I, I need to catch up, but I also have three more episodes of Hill House I have to watch before I, I, I head to Orlando. So, <laughs> yeah, oh boy! <laughs> so you have yeah. you have a full schedule ahead of you then. I do. I do. <laughs> um. Uh, Whatever you do, um, I'm gonna try and have Yusuf uh, in front of me. But if I end up behind you, uh, my condolences. <laughs> I got you. <laughs> that's gonna be that's gonna be funny. Just just watch for her reactions because they're priceless. Are they? <laughs> oh yeah. Oh great. <laughs> and Yusuf's too. Yusuf's oh, mine just are a great. Bigot- Chicken than me. <laughs> well, it's funny because when I when hey, I just... when I get scared, I I immediately I go to Spanish. Yeah. Say <laughs> <laughs> hey, I don't know how, how I'll be because I've never been to like one that's like of this scale of like this scale. I think like mm. maybe even like remotely close to it would be uh would be uh I've been to Sloss Fright Furnace. Okay. And uh. Uh, I've mostly just been to like little small haunts, mm-hmm. but, 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 but like usually my go-to in when I go in these is uh, I'm just mostly just all smiles, just because I, I, I'm uh, I'm just I'm just amazed and in love with everything I'm, I'm seeing because it's mm-hmm. like everything I, I'm about, and, and so I, I'm hoping that's what I'll be. But who, who knows? I might go in and be like, oh, I'm scared shitless right now. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, it's it's gonna be. But if you want to see a show between me and Yusuf, you might just you might as well get behind us at that point. <laughs> it's just gonna be like our reactions are gonna be awful. <laughs> granted, when I go back to Horror Nights, I still haven't seen five of those houses. So five of the reactions are brand new. Are brand new. Oh, that's gonna be even more fun for me. Um, You've been to all of them already. Yeah, yeah I've already seen all of them so far. Yeah, uh, lucky. And now we're getting sidetracked. Again. <laughs> so, uh, what comes next? So, um, after, you know, they have that little meeting with Beetlejuice and they realize that uh, he's not the right fit for what they're trying to do. They just uh, say his name again three times and then they go back to uh, outside of the model, back to the regular house. And they come up with a plan to scare the, uh, the Dietz family. And that is what gives us the iconic, the famous dinner scene, which we absolutely love. And uh, and the fact that scene. it's like so like great. I really liked like the colors and then the transition of like lightening the mood throughout this entire dinner scene. Yeah, like it's just such a fun scene too because it's equal parts horror and comedy oh yeah uh, and, and this is where barbara and adam uh this is where the, they finally figure out how they can use their powers mm -hmm. in a in a way that fits them yeah because i mean they are kind of you know run-of-the-mill they're relatively innocent people yeah so like they it's i don't think it's like in them to be super scary or super dark so like let's just kind of freak them out and then just have yeah. them run from the house they're just wholesome yeah they really are <laughs> like i but, love the, the, uh, their idea of trying to scare somebody is to have them lip sync a song <laughs> Honestly, though, but if they were in RuPaul's Drag Race, like they would have won the entire competition to go off. Okay, hi. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, as we do see that uh, Delia starts to all of a sudden sing, get up from her chair, and then everybody starts reacting about how their hands are moving automatically. They're not even questioning it automatically. They're just kind of staring at their hands like, what's happening? Oh my gosh. <laughs> So then when they start, like, really getting into it with, like, the hip movements, you can tell that everybody's, like, starting to get into it. And then I forget who that other character was. Uh, he starts to grab, like, a drum just casually. <laughs> like, oh, what? yeah, Ortho, when he just, like, uh, grabs the ice bucket and then just uses it as, like, a little drum. Yeah, I was like, where did you... <laughs> <laughs> She's like, why? <laughs> <laughs> but then, uh, of course, uh, once they uh, start to get seated, and then the arms come out of the plates and they grab their faces. And then once that dinner scene is done, they're, they're freaked out, but they're more amazed and intrigued because they might have realized that Lydia was telling the truth. And this is where things goes to shit. <laughs> I will say this, when I was a kid, 
that dinner scene, like right at the end when the shrimp hands would pop out, they used to scare the yeah. shit out of me when I was a kid. <laughs> I think the way I think I, when I was reading up on it, I think the way that they filmed that too was they had the shrimp fall from their face, and then they just uh, film they filmed it in reverse. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> yeah, because apparently the, the, they couldn't, they didn't really have the budget to actually like. Uh, uh, do it the way that they wanted, so they had to figure out another way. So filming it in reverse worked. Hmm, that's pretty cool. But it clearly. Uh, I love how like you know, they're trying to like scare everybody, but it just essentially backfires on them, and the, the, the guests are just kind of amused by everything. Yeah, <laughs> I love how they're just like in the attic, looking at the at the front of the house, and you're like, any minute now, they're gonna be running out of that house screaming, and they just stare. They're like, any minute now. Yep, any minute now. <laughs> no such thing. Uh, but after that, it's you know, yeah, like when. The, the Deets and their dinner guests are like, yeah, that was like really, really cool. We should get a chance to meet these ghosts. Lydia, why don't you introduce us? And, and yeah, she's not, she's not for it. She's like, uh, are y'all on crack? Are y'all good? <laughs> like, <laughs> and then Delia just cracks me up because she's, you know, they're like trying to open the door and it's locked and she starts knocking on the door. It's like, hello, ghost, let us in. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> And she's like, Lydia, you have to be assertive in these situations. <laughs> I do assume that these ghosts are just going to play along, which is why, like, uh, I I think Beetlejuice is such a unique movie, especially since, like, the script, they were told they were told to change it, like, lighten it up, make it funny. And the fact that they changed to the deeds instead of, like, being freaked out and walking out like any other family, like, you know, like every other horror film that, you know, there's a possession or some weird shit, might want to leave, you know, cleanse the house. Nah, they're like, hey, we want to make a haunted attraction out of you, but go off. Yeah. <laughs> but they also, it also shows like they're kind of money hungry because as soon as this happened, they immediately saw a way to make money. Yeah. I will say this, there is one thing I never get about that scene, which is, like, when they find, you know, the model and everything, and they're like, okay, they're not here, we'll go back downstairs. How come the Maitlands were just chilling by the window? Like, can't, the living aren't supposed to see them, so, like, why were they hiding? <laughs> I think it sh it, it's funny, because it shows that Adam and Barbara still haven't quite got the concept yeah. that they can't be seen, so they're still trying to hide. <laughs> <laughs> Because the only one that can see them would be Lydia, and they're just like I, I love the fact that you only see their their the tip of their fingers hanging from the window. <laughs> <laughs> um, but then that's when we get another scene with Beetlejuice when he just starts laughing at them and like mocking them. And I don't remember is this ex is it the the scene where he turns into a snake or is that yeah it is actually yeah, yeah. after that's when he does the the other stuff we'll get to in a second. So he's like, yeah, just like watch how it's done. Yeah. <laughs> he turns into this terrifying snake with yeah. a Beetlejuice face on it. Oh, uh, fun fact about that: the uh, the snake, uh, it, 
this whole thing was done before Michael Keaton was ever cast as Beetlejuice, and mm-hmm. since they didn't know who was playing Beetlejuice, they didn't really do like a face that has any kind of resemblance to the way Beetlejuice looks like. Yeah, as Michael Keaton. That's when they gave him like this the snake face. Yeah. That's pretty cool, though. I mean, it still hits the nail on the head without them realizing. Yeah. Um, and then, as like uh, Miss Universal likes to call the snake with the tongue, it's like the sloppy gawk 3000. Oh my <laughs> like, god. Like, uh, oh my uh, god. I was like, oh, that kills me. <laughs> that oh I'm trying god. to get that guy to give me the sloppy toppy gawk gawk 3000. I'm like, stop. Oh my god. <laughs> I love Miss Universal. She's awesome. I like Momo. We do also have to talk about the the line when he picks up the dad. He said, "We've come for your daughter, Chuck." <laughs> <laughs> the way he delivered that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's very much like a like a fifties alien line. It's like, "We've come for yeah. your daughter, Chuck." <laughs> <laughs> and you know, so then of course Barbara runs up and says his name again three times. He gets sent back and unfortunately Lydia blames them for it thinking it was them which is a little sad moment but then it kind of gets erased again because like it's never mentioned again like they never have that falling yeah. out moment yeah have an unnecessary scene yeah um, but after that they <laughs> which I love the fact that Apparently, when he gets sent back to the to the model, he happens to be put into a car that he immediately crashes <laughs> for no reason. <laughs> and I just think that's so funny because then he's just like, "You motherfuckers! I can't believe you did that." Yep. <laughs> you bunch of losers. <laughs> And of course, they try to pick him up to like show him a lesson. He just protrudes spikes from his body, as if he was a whole ass armadillo. But go off, armadillo. <laughs> Wait, not armadillo. Porcupine. I be porcupine. <laughs> Hedgehog, porcupine, same shit. Leave me alone. <laughs> and then we get another one of those iconic like looks or like locations which would be uh, Dante's Inferno and, and he sees the chicks and he starts dancing very weirdly <laughs> weird and dances, like, yeah. <laughs> weird mating dance kind of thing and yeah and I really like the colors for this scene especially since uh it kind of resembles hell but not really a but it was like a spicy a uh, strip club kind of thing so yeah and even just like his his movements too, like outside of the dancing, where he like grabs a comb and like combs his hair up and like licks his fingers. <laughs> <laughs> like he really does. Michael Keaton did like the best possible job of like how can I make this person extremely like cartoonishly like cartoonishly sleazy. Yeah. Yeah. Apparently, he was. Uh, he was basically told by Burton that Beetlejuice is a character that is from another time, but also not from a time. 
Which it, makes perfect sense, yeah. <laughs> it was basically, uh, he's basically from another time, but also out of time at the same time. So then, and I guess that's just, he, he instantly knew what to do. Like, that just makes him eternal, I guess. Yeah. Um, but then we move on to our next scene, which is when uh, the Maitlands go back and see Juno, I believe, and she's having this whole mess with the, with the football team. <laughs> Yep, and uh, the football team is apparently, even though it's not the the exact colors, it's not the same colors. It's supposed to be a reference to the Marshall University football team who died in the plane crash. We love to make depressing uh, references to things. <laughs> uh, it's, it's in the movie. <laughs> I'm just saying references. That's, I, it's not like I said, fun fact. <laughs> <laughs> you should just be in charge of grave robbing facts. I quit my job. <laughs> uh, this is just my uh, th- this is just my thing. I love looking at like interesting facts around movies and stuff. Yeah, I, I like doing that too. Sometimes when I'm watching a movie, I'll just go on IMDb while I'm watching it and just look up trivia. Yeah. Um, but I I love I love how Juno's attitude with the football team when she's when they're just like, Coach, where's the bathroom? She's like, I'm not your coach. I'm not your coach. He survived. <laughs> he survived. <laughs> oh God. Yeah, uh, 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 such a great character. So. Yeah, I wish she had more screen time. Honestly, I know. <laughs> Just like, and but, then... yeah, it's like when uh, then she starts telling the Maitlands that you know she kind of warned them about Beetlejuice and that kind of thing, and now they realize. Then I think that's when they tell them, like. um the Maitlands tell Juno about the whole now the family are kind of intrigued by them, that kind of thing. That mm-hmm. yeah, it's not a good look. Not a good look at all. Yeah, and that's when she says, "Never trust the living." Iconic. It's on every T-shirt out there. Hot topic, <laughs> or you name it. It's everywhere. <laughs> P- pretty well known quote. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, at the end of that scene um, is when the football players come back and like, Coach, uh, I don't think we made it past that uh, bus crash. And Juno's like, really? What made you think that? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. Uh, Now, is this a scene where where they uh, morph their faces to, to look like monsters? Yes. Okay. Which I love. I love how they transform themselves into monsters. Yeah, so like, um, what was it? Barbara has like a really big mouth with her eyes in yeah, her mouth. With all the it's big like teeth all the and teeth. everything. And, it, and then um, Adam has like this really weird naked bird stretched skin looking yeah. thing. <laughs> That's the best way I can describe it to you. If you haven't seen Beetlejuice, I mean, at this point, if you haven't seen Beetlejuice, what are you doing with your life? Um, but like, yeah, it, then they they're like, oh well, this is our other attempt to kind of scare them off because you know everything has failed, and you know now Lydia hates us. Like, and I like the fact that you know, like, 
I know that they weren't able to accomplish this while they were alive. The fact that they were never to have a kid and then they kind of see Lydia as like a child in a way, like like their child, their best friend, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um But yeah, that that's you know, even before they leave to go back into their house, they're like having second thoughts because you know they're like, I kinda like Lydia, like we shouldn't really do this to her. Yeah. And then they realize they must do what they gotta do. Yeah. Lydia has a really great arc throughout the movie where she goes from basically a depressed uh, a teenager who doesn't really feel connected to her family to, you know, basically being, I guess, a, somewhat adopted by Adam and, and Barbara. Yeah. <laughs> So considering that they're, you know, even though they're dead, they're, like, better parents than her actual parents. Yeah. yeah. Which is also wholesome, you know, since Adam and Barbara wanted a kid. Mm-hmm. And obviously, I wasn't able to have one, so. Kyle, that's what I just said. What do you mean? <laughs> oh. Oh, no, you said, okay, my bad. <laughs> I, I'm like. So, <laughs> just, just calls you out in, like, the worst possible way. Yeah, yeah, it did. Wow. <laughs> I'm like, okay. Wow. She's like, oh, yeah, I, that's what I just said. And she's like, I just said that. Kyle. 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 What's up, Kyle? What's up, Kyle? Oh, God, not that meme. <laughs> The fuck is up, Kyle? What's <laughs> up, Kyle? <laughs> it's not an episode without saying it at this point. Oh god! No, I, I I've been name dropped on like was I think it two or three episodes now. I think three. Yeah. So wait, so, so am I Beetlejuice? <laughs> so yeah, funny enough, yeah. Oh, if your, if this is your, yeah, if you've been name dropped three times, this is your appearance as Beetlejuice now. Yeah, yeah, I, th- I think this is it. <laughs> That's great. That's actually perfect timing. It is. It is. In the words of Cat, where have you been, Luca? Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> you didn't plan that. <laughs> But when I was uh, I was talking to uh, Cece the other day when I was at Horror Nights and we were saying that's going to be our, our call if we ever get lost. We're just going to start saying, where, where the hell have you been at, Loka? <laughs> that would be hilarious. Imagine being at Horror Nights and just hearing... <laughs> just being like, where are you just at, hearing Loka? A, yeah, hearing a faint like in the background. <laughs> where the hell are you at, Loka? <laughs> <laughs> Then now I think this is uh when uh Lydia is writing her really depressing runaway <laughs> like letter, right? Yeah. Yeah. I am utterly alone. <laughs> I love that she like has like a rough draft and she just rips that up and just starts over yeah. again. Dear diary. Writer. <laughs> Dear diary. Apathetic. <laughs> It's like having, I love when she's like having jumped, scratches that, having plummeted. 
to my death. Yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh. It's like, my whole <laughs> life is a dark room. <laughs> it's all down from here. Yeah. And Aww. it's kind of sad, too, when she's like, the reason that she's doing it, she's like, I just want to be with you guys forever. And I'm like, stop, Lydia. That is so Aww. that is so nice, but also yeah. so dark. Yeah. Girl, I don't blame him for having a uh, parent like Delia. <laughs> Her dad is just nonchalant. Yeah. Like, so, yeah. It's like immediately, with the whole thing with the ghosts, immediately the dad had just had the dollar signs. Oh yeah, for sure, for sure. Uh, I think it's like right before, like the the monster versions of of Barbara and Adam show up. I think that's when she has a little chat with Beetlejuice. Yeah, where like he's he's trying to convince her to say his name, and then he, she's like, <laughs> "Yeah, no, I'm smarter than that." I'm like, "Good, say no to strangers, Lydia. You go, Grant Coco." <laughs> Especially with. The- <laughs> Especially with the charades. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I just love how he's, like, trying to show her, like, trying to find the word beetle, and he's just, like, turn around. And she's like, what? Turn around. Yeah. <laughs> it's just the beetle just going, hey. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> I, I could just get, like, a whole mess of different scenes of of Beetlejuice doing charades trying to get people to say his name. <laughs> I I love how many tries it took Lydia to get it to. She's like, Beetle breakfast, Beetle orange. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like Beetle. <laughs> Beetles. It'd be funny if she just like said like Beetle, Beetle uh, Minute Maid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, it was funny. It's like the uh, it was like uh, there's an episode of Family Guy where, where Peter is uh, trying to he uh, he's he's sitting like in in this room and somebody's asking him his name and he's not supposed to say his name and he's looking around the room and he sees somebody eating a pea it's like pea and he looks and somebody's crying it's like tear and then a griffin comes flying through the window it's like griffin Peter Griffin ah oh, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so that's when she has her confrontation with uh, the monster versions of Barbara and Adam, and she tells them that she wants to stay with them, and they're like, "No, you don't have to do that. Like, you have your family. You have to, you know, you you need to live." And they agree. And that's kind of where Barbara and Adam reached the decision to be like, all right, well, we're going to talk to your parents. We're going to see, you know, about like coexisting in this house and not trying to scare them away or anything like that. Until they put up a different wallpaper. <laughs> Until they put up the wallpaper. Yeah. It's so wholesome how they are as ghosts because like, in like most horror movies or st- stuff where you have like a, a haunting, especially if like, they've attached themselves to a kid. They seem to be more of encouraging mm-hmm. to try and get the, the kid to die so, so that, that they can be with them. And uh, Adam and Barbara are doing the opposite. They're like, no, no. Okay. I don't know, Kyle. Um, this is a comedy movie. There, And it's also a Tim Burton movie. I don't know. You tell me. Like, 
Do you really think they're gonna go yeet? Go go uh, die, Lydia. Uh, <laughs> never know. Very very dark script beforehand. Yeah, gonna let something slip. Who knows what else could have shown up? The hung up uh, closet thing was was a graphic. That was like the crossing frame. <laughs> but it was, was really pretty... cool though. Yeah. Yeah, it was pretty graphic, but it was also a very cool visual. Uh, but the next scene is, I believe it's when uh, Ortho reveals that he had gotten a hold of the book of the recently deceased. And he's like, all right, I found a way to get the ghosts out here so we can, you know, talk to them and, and do this whole business thing that we wanted to do with them. And he starts uh, making a spell. And unfortunately, that's when he realizes that this isn't a summoning spell. It's actually an exorcism. So he's actually going, uh, killing. He's he's uh, killing Adam and Barbara. Yeah. Or, then... don't, you, don't you hate that, though? Like whenever you're trying to perform, perform a seance and you actually do an exorcism. <laughs> that just happened last week. It's the worst. Yeah, you know, it's totally the same thing. You can easily mix them up. <laughs> <laughs> now that you know he was uh, completely qualified, of course he he absolutely knew what he was doing. Exactly. Yeah, because wasn't he part of like something in New York, like the Center for Paranormal Research in New York or something like that? Just because the, uh... you do paranormal research, that doesn't mean you know jack shit. Yeah, because. Uh... Because out of everybody, Otho was actually the one of them who was revealed to actually have uh, knowledge of the afterlife and, and, mm -hmm. and stuff like that. Yeah, but, uh, you know, that's when we get Adam and Barbara in their wedding suits, you know, um, Barbara in her wedding dress and Adam in his tuxedo rising off the ground and uh, kind of withering away, getting older. Iconic. Yeah, it's so sad too. Like their faces look so sad. Yeah. yeah. And then they look like they're about to like, I don't know, like completely disintegrate. Which kind of happened because uh, Adam tried to go grab Barbara's hand, and it just went dust. It just breaks, yeah. Yeah. Um, and then uh, Lydia, and in, in you know trying to figure out what to do, goes after Beetlejuice, and she's like, "Please, like, just help them." And, you know, she says his name three times. We get yet another iconic line. It's, it's showtime. Uh, it's showtime. <laughs> oh, man. So many great things in this movie. It is. So, so many iconic lines. Mm -hmm. Then. And uh, Beetlejuice shows up, and you know he's like, I think it was like what he did. He say Kmart shoppers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, uh, yeah. he was like, he's like I said, the Kmart shoppers. Well, like step right, step right. And I was like, oh my god, stop! Like, is it this where he he shows up and he? Is it like whenever they summon when they when he finally appears this time? Is it this the carousel like version? Yeah. Um, yeah. Funny enough, with like the little Jack Skellington face on the yeah. top of the little carousel. Yeah. 
has yeah has has Jack Skeleton's what what would what would be Jack Skeleton's head, uh, and also the, the bat wings on oh yeah on Beetlejuice, which would represent uh, Batman that the the next movie Tim Burton directs. Yeah, and it's also when because uh, he for, I think I forgot to mention this when they're creating they're trying to do the seance. There's also other people in the house that they're trying to impress. Which is the reason they were doing the seance in the first place, just to show these people the ghosts and essentially get yeah. money as an investment so they could build a, the business they were trying to build. Yeah. So, of course, they're delighted because they're like, oh, wow, these ghosts are actually are real. And Beetlejuice is like, don't worry, watch this. And <laughs> just like hits the, like, puts a, like, these inflatable things underneath them and then hits them with hammers, kind of like the, the whole, you know, ring the bell carnival game. And that just straight up swings them and hits. They they hit the ceiling and they just get stuck there for the rest of the movie. No one bothers to get them down. No, no, nobody cares. They're just like, yeah, they're just stuck there. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and after that is when uh, Beetlejuice is like, all right, it's uh, Lydia. It's time for you to marry me now. Zero payment. And gives her the amazing red dress, which I love. I love that red dress. It's very pretty. Yeah. We love child brides, apparently. <laughs> oh my god! Well, well, that's fair. It, yeah. Guys, don't don't downplay it. Don't downplay it. <laughs> he, he he's not really wanting to marry Lydia to marry her. He wants to marry her to to be able to stay in that world. Yeah. So he can just cause more and more chaos. Yeah. Oh, but uh, Lydia's dress is interesting. So the uh, you know being being red, uh, there is an old wedding dress uh, superstition rhyme that that's uh, has like a different based on different colors and it has a different r- rhyme. And married in red is uh, married in married in red. You'll wish yourself dead. Hmm. That's pretty cool. I like that. Um, and then, uh, weird. Weirdly enough, we get like one of the weirdest looking wedding officiates I think I've ever seen. Oh yeah, just like this random like alien looking dude. Really short. Really short with like a weird distorted voice too. And of course, uh, get... my favorite part in the scene is when uh, Beetlejuice starts like speaking for Lydia. They were oh, trying yeah. to. <laughs> He's like, I, <laughs> I, 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 Lydia Dietz am sound of mine, and I want to marry you this love, this man I love. This here, Beetlejuice, he's the man I love. <laughs> Oh, my man of mine. I was like, oh my God. Then Barbara's <laughs> over there, like, uh, every time somebody says Beetlejuice's name, Beetlejuice is trying to, like, cover up. Barbara's mouth and puts a zipper over her mouth, that kind of thing. So <laughs> it, it's a whole fun way because he's trying to not get sent back to uh, where he came from. And then, of course, he once the zipper thing doesn't work, he just throws a piece of metal at her. <laughs> yes, <laughs> love it. <laughs> and then just makes Adam's teeth just fall out. Oh, yeah. Well, at least. <laughs> That's a pretty unique scene. Like yeah. it, 
imagine if this was an actual horror film and they actually still took the comedy but the gruesome route like this this would have been disturbing <laughs> just at least oh, yeah. yeah i also really like when he um when the uh, wedding officiate is like do you have the ring and he pulls out a severed finger with the ring on it yeah and he's like don't worry don't she, she, meant, meant to me. she meant nothing to me i swear <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I don't remember how, I think, oh yeah, Beetlejuice sends Adam down to the, uh, to the model, where the, where the, uh, crash car is just still sitting there, and he's like, alright, this, apparently, I can drive now, this car, <laughs> this toy car, and proceeds to crash into Beetlejuice's foot, which... If I'm not mistaken, how does how I know it stops like the wedding like ceremony. I don't remember how does that bring in the uh the sandworm. Uh wasn't it oh I think I remember it's when Beetlejuice sends Barbara out, like uh, like out of the house. Yeah. And that's what it is. And she just comes back riding the sandworm. <laughs> and just devours him. Yep. Yeah, this is the part that it was like, no, he can't be dead. And all the audience is like, we like him. Bring him back. Kind of thing. So, yeah. All that chaos is all gone. You know, I think things start to tone down now. Yeah, then we have a little time jump, and then we see that um, the ghosts and the, the living are coexisting in the house. They're bonding over um, racing Lydia, and uh, Delia's having a blast scaring her husband with, <laughs> with a bust of Beetlejuice's snake face. And Lydia is going to school. She she's actually uh, socializing. Actually, mm -hmm. and then uh, then uh, Lydia comes home, and then uh, it's funny because um, they know that they kind of reward Lydia every time she does good in school. So like whenever she comes home, and then apparently she was studying for like a math test, and then after that, it's like oh, like how well did you do? Like oh, but we studied all night, and then. And she's like, yeah, but I got, like, I passed, blah, 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 blah. Oh, okay, like, you know, uh, he, he, and the, but Barbara's like, but you weren't great at math either, Adam, so, like, you need to cut her some slack, like, let her do the thing that she wants to do, so this is when they kind of float her up in the little, uh, near the staircase kind of thing, and, uh, Jump in the line by Harry Belafonte starts playing, and then she's uh, jamming out, living her best life, just because uh, she um, got a good grade. Yeah. And yeah, and the fact that the living is like nonchalant, I was like, oh, she must have passed her her <laughs> class again. Cool. Then she's she's living her best life. The whole football team appears in the in the background <laughs> some odd reason. That was so weird. Uh, but yeah. I, I really enjoyed that scene because it does uh, add a little bit of uh, iconicness to like the ending of Beetlejuice for sure. Yeah, and of course um, you have the football team dancing with Lydia. <laughs> yeah. 
And then to end the movie, we do get uh, Beetlejuice in the waiting room. But it, <laughs> in what is probably one of the funniest scenes of any movie that yeah. I've ever seen. I fucking love when he switches the the number. It's all oh, look look there. It's Elvis. That's <laughs> <Was> Presley. <laughs> Looks like I'm next, and then he realized that like he takes the number, and then he just <laughs> grabs a little bit of the thing and puts it over his yeah. head, and his head goes, oh, "No, no, wait, what?" <laughs> and of course, he's oh. got that whole thing where he's like such a dick about it. It's like, well, looks like I'm next. It's a good thing because yeah. I have a, a shoot at JC Penny after this. Oh my! <laughs> like a photo shoot to get to. <laughs> Yeah, I think it was GQ. Oh, yeah, uh, GQ. That's what yeah. it was. <laughs> yeah. And uh, there's a... Uh, there's literally just, like, a pair of legs, like, on the couch. Oh, uh, yeah. A, a bomb. And, and he, if you see, he has his hand on the legs. Yeah. And he's like, uh, that's actually Tim Burton's uh, uh, then girlfriend. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> he just likes puts his girlfriend in the film and just lets Michael Keaton <laughs> caress her leg. What the hell? <laughs> I mean, considering that at the time, you know, she was, at one point they were, you know, uh, him and Helena Bonham Carter were married. Yeah. And he put her in pretty much every movie. And, oh, yeah. And even had, like, that whole love scene with Johnny Depp and Sweeney Todd. So, yeah, <laughs> he's like, yeah, it's fine. And not, not just when he Todd, uh, in the, uh, uh, a vampire one, uh, oh, Dark Shadows. Remember. Dark Shadows, yeah, there, there's a very, very, uh, uh, interesting scene between them two, and I'm like, um, that, that's the director's wife. And he just he just is like yeah I'm gonna put uh, uh, Johnny Depp in this in this scene. <laughs> <laughs> That's peak professionalism, y'all. Yeah. So don't get jealous. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that is pretty much the overall plot of Beetlejuice. Pretty, pretty great. Oh yeah, pretty. pretty <laughs> it took us a while to plastic, get. Honestly. Oh yeah, for sure. There's a lot of details to admire about this movie, especially from whimsical uh, elements to everything that has to do with horror related, which is what we strive for on this podcast. And of course, uh, now that it is an IP at Halloween Horror Nights, uh, you guys get to experience it. If you guys haven't, uh, all the details from the movie and uh, hopefully this refreshed uh, all of those details as we talked about it. And hopefully some elements that you will see inside the house. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm excited to, uh, for for you, Kyle, to to get to experience it and, and see what you think about it. Oh, I am too. I'm so excited. Uh, but yeah, when it comes to the movie, there's plenty in here that I liked. Uh, like the performances are really fun. the The overall production design, like all the sets, are are really well designed too. With uh, for being the eighties, yeah, like the afterlife looks freaking amazing. Um, the, the Deets version of the house is so visually, like, weird. Yeah. For sure. And, yeah, it's like, it's just like a feel-good movie, honestly. 
always a good movie to watch during the spooky season when you especially like this this Halloween I've been feeling very Tim Burton like Tim Burton-esque like I've just been watching a lot of Tim Burton movies lately so it's like oh, this, uh, this, this, this always feels good there you go yeah love I mean, obviously love Tim Burton <laughs> my all time favorite characters that man must be protected at all costs Basically, yeah. <laughs> I, I, he, his, his movies are pretty much like, uh, like seeing his movies as a kid, like pretty much shaped me into everything I'm into and everything, mm. all, all the aesthetics and everything. Yeah, it's crazy how they're so consistent, like to the point where Tim Burton movies are kind of their own genre at this point. Yeah, of course, you know, you, you can't. You also have to have. Uh, are arguably the best part of Tim Burton movies. I mean, it wouldn't be. It just it just doesn't seem right not to have him on there. Uh, Danny Elfman doing music. Oh yeah, we didn't even we just, didn't even talk about the score. We didn't even talk about the freaking <laughs> score. Yeah, just the the incredible music that accompanies this. If I could have anybody just make music for just everyday life yeah. for me, it would be Danny Elfman. <laughs> That'd be pretty good, actually. Like even just like the main theme to Beetlejuice, like it plays at the at the parks uh, it, at Universal, yes. it plays all the time. So like you can tell that the music is has transcended, you know, just being from the movie. Like it just plays in other stuff too. Yeah. What do I think? That's that's really all I have to say. Do any of you guys have anything else to add? Watch Beetle. That's that's the tea. That, that is definitely the tea. Uh, just watch it. Uh, just exactly. watch it if you haven't. Uh, like to be fair, I'm not gonna judge you guys because I didn't watch like Beetlejuice carefully until I was much older uh, as a kid. I guess I never had an interest in Beetlejuice, but like once I got older, I learned to appreciate more and more Tim Burton's work. So this is definitely a timeless film. I wish I had gotten into it earlier. And that kind of thing. So definitely, um, I know that if you guys, uh, I feel like everybody's like, fav- not favorite, I guess favorite Disney Tim Burton film would be Nightmare Before Christmas. But, you know, get, give something a little bit of a shot for uh, the Warner Brothers. Uh, so, yeah. Because especially Warner Brothers being like the neutral of the film productions because they both work with Disney and Universal. It is like, a really tricky uh, stepping ground, like between like two worlds, which is crazy. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Universal and Disney be duking it out. Warner Brothers is like, we're just here. Y'all want to work with us? We're just vibing. <laughs> <laughs> we're vibing. We're just over here working with Pennywise. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> um. But uh, I think it is, you know, we're reaching the end of this episode, so it is time for us to do our housekeeping. We're actually going to start it off with Kyle, since uh, he is our guest, and he also does a bunch of amazing stuff on the side. So Kyle, why don't you tell us about the podcasts that you run and all the other stuff that you do? (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) 
The podcast with an S? Yes, the podcast, oh, no. plural. <laughs> oh, oh, God. <laughs> oh. Welcome to our daily life at the end of the podcast. Hi, Kyle, how are you? <laughs> <laughs> so now, now you got the infamous quote and the name drop. I did, I did, well, <laughs> I'm feeling so, so special right now. Uh, so you can find me on Twitter at Kyle S. Prescott. And if you, uh, obviously you like horror podcasts, you're, you wouldn't be listening to this one. Uh, if you, you want to listen to other horror podcasts, I also have one called the Trick or Treaters Podcast. And you can find us on Twitter at Trick or Treat Pod. And then I also have another podcast uh, with my good friend Teddy, who, where we talk about creepypastas, urban legends, and cryptids called From Beyond the Crypt. And you can find us on Twitter at FBTC Podcasts. And if you're into wrestling, I also have an AEW podcast called The All Lead Hour. Uh, we don't have a Twitter. And, or if you're an old school fan of TNA, I'm also part of Total Nonstop Analysis Podcast, which you can find us on Twitter at TN Analysis. Jesus Christ, Kyle. <laughs> Yeah, I have four. I have four weekly podcasts. That's really crazy. Like, how do you have oh, the time? Oh, it's hectic. <laughs> Struggle between H H N Coltus and this. The fuck? <laughs> My daily life. What the fuck? That's fine. I guess he has better time management skills. Which I mean, that's why he's uh -oh, oh, probably like, oh well, then you're. And then you winging it. I pretty much wing everything. Yeah. <laughs> My whole life is winging it. <laughs> My whole life is a whole big wing out. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and just, uh, yeah, uh, listen to or watch Beetlejuice, and if you haven't, uh, spoiler alert. <laughs> yeah, now. <laughs> After we've discussed the movie for god knows how long. <laughs> spoiler alert. <laughs> Also, check out the shit on Shutter. <laughs> Let me just get on Trick or Treat podcast real quick. Hold on. Oh, God. Oh, what's she going to do? I'm going to be tainting the fuck out of it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, but anyway, we're going to continue with our other housekeeping. So... Vanya, she does her own stuff too. So Vanya, I'm gonna let you explain uh, the things that you are working on as well. America, explain. Anyway, <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, so I am HHN Coltis on both uh, Twitter and on uh, YouTube. Uh, I basically do any coverages of like makeup, uh, Halloween Horror Nights horror, uh, theme parks, mostly Universal, all that kind of stuff. Um, so. Yeah, if that's something that you're interested in, uh, please uh, check me out. Um, you know, I just do uh, horror cosplays and horror makeup, and I just cover all things Universal. And also, uh, trying to, every time that I go to Halloween Horror Nights, I try to do, like, a little uh, highlight reel of Halloween Horror Nights so you guys are seeing something a little bit different from each night that I do go. And also including friends that I hang out with. So... You might see all these lovely people on this podcast on that video. So, 
<laughs> There's also other cool people on this podcast. And uh, unfortunately, uh, unnerdingly cool uh, is my co-host, Yusef. He also does stuff on the side as well, including this podcast. But where can we find you, Yusef? Yes. So you can find me on Instagram at Yusef1220 and then on Twitter at Yusef. I'm mostly active on Twitter. I'm not super active on Instagram. Um, but outside of that, we do have our podcast. You can check us out on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube as Sounds from the Grave. And you can listen to the podcast on any available podcast platform like uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Anchor, anywhere else really. And we also have our email, soundsfromthegravepodcast at gmail.com. So if you ever want to shoot us an email or want to tell us any, about anything that we would you would like for us to talk about, don't hesitate to reach out to us. But with that... Uh. So one more thing uh, is uh, remember that uh, we do still have that giveaway. If you have been listening all the way through, we appreciate your uh, lovely ears. And for listening to this week's podcast, we are doing a giveaway for this Beetlejuice, including our new segment of Grave Robbing Facts. Uh, Just tell us uh, what did Beetlejuice win the Oscar for? So leave us a comment. Anywhere from either YouTube, Twitter, uh, Instagram, that kind of thing, if you know the answer. And then hopefully whoever answers first, we will be giving you the lovely giveaway of the book of the recently deceased notebook. And it also has like little uh, few words that are written in the beginning. So it kind of looks like the beginning of the book. So, yeah. Yeah. So with that, we end this lovely episode. Uh, thank Thank you so much, Kyle, for being on the episode with us. I appreciate it. It was a great time. Very happy to be here. Oh yeah, I'm sure I, I'd be, you know, I think I speak for both of us when we say that we would love to have you on the show again at some point. Oh, for sure. And I'll have to have y'all on one of my four million. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, uh, on top of that, we will also all be meeting up very soon this week. So this is going to be a really fun week. Oh, I, I cannot wait for this. Been, yeah, for sure. I've had this week planned for a year now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's all we have. So we will bid you a good night or good day from whenever you're listening to this. And that you stay spooky, everybody. Stay spooky. See y'all. Bye. <laughs>